Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is the easiest way to qualify a lead? Hi, this is Alan Meyer and welcome to the Sales is Easy channel. This is a place where we simplify and demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome setbacks and make sales easy. I'm uh, 29 years in sales now. I'm a sales expert and I've been selling internationally and delivering trainings on all six continents. And I firmly believe when done by a skilled professional, sales is easy. So let's dive into today's topic of qualifying a lead. So where should we always start? Look at the demographics of customers who have traditionally purchased previously from your company and consider the following. What industries and geographic markets are they in? What drove them to purchase your services in the first place? And this is a crucial question because you can reverse engineer those pain points and turn them into leading questions to use during your prospecting calls. Continuing on that, were there any financial trends that provided clues clues to you before they purchased? And were there any public trigger events that pushed them to close? Maybe it's a management turnover or uh, stock slippage, or major technology purchase, or uh, new regulations, whatever it is. Now, once you define the lead, you can start prospecting and working your sales pipeline. I cannot emphasize the importance of capturing the lead accurately in your database, setting ticklers, recording every activity. My rule when I was a manager, uh, my rule was, if it's not in the system, it never happened. Because there's always some guys who think that they remember everything, but what if they leave the company? What history on the account you have? What activities you know that they were happening or not? Many large companies self-populate leads in their CRM. They have telemarketing teams that scout the decision makers before turning it over to you. Or even maybe even they preset the appointments for you. You would not believe how many emails I'm getting on a regular basis. You know, we are qualifying leads, lead generation business and this and that. And when I ask them specific questions, they don't answer simply because they just try to fish for the new business without really knowing how to do it or really focused on a specific uh, industry. Anyway. If your team is actually slogging through the mud without assistance, if you're a manager, then make sure they are diligently capturing all information on the lead. And it starts from basic stuff. Simple name, address, email, LinkedIn profile, any other profiles on social media that you can figure it out. Over time, that database will become more than just a set of qualified leads. It will record the relationship history of your company with its target audience in a given geography, territory, or whatever you're capturing. 
database marketing is a very powerful tool for many salespeople. So make sure the best practices are established around recording every contact and every reach out that you have with a lead. Once you have all these best practices established, by all means, start pulling in those leads. While every company is different, we know that, we like to keep about 100 prospects in the funnel that we qualify down to two or three proposal stage leads each month. That's my small business strategy. Your strategy could be a little different, but as long as you are aware, no matter how many deals you close this month, and it maybe happened to you, what happened to me, you know, one month you are a hero, you close all the possible deals, or one quarter you do everything in your power, amazing stuff, you are king of sales, everybody is congratulating from CEO, all the executives, and then next quarter starts, and the first question your manager is going to ask you is this, what do you have in pipeline for this quarter? So that's a curse of being in sales because simply your great success, previous great success, previous month, previous quarter, previous year, it's all gone. Now you have to focus on a new one. And what happens to many inexperienced salespeople is this. They're focusing on closing the deals, closing the deals, bringing revenue. That's all fine. But they don't spend enough time during the quarter, during the month to really actually fill the pipeline with new opportunities. Now, imagine this. If you look at the pipeline and you see that, that uh, all or majority of your deals, let's say 80% of your, of your deals are in the final stages and 20% in the beginning stages, what are you going to close next month, next quarter? You, know, you should be in a panic mode simply because you have to keep enough prospects in the funnel that you qualify down and then you work on them in the future. Well, one thing to remember is to flush the pipeline periodically by moving on. And uh, if you want to learn more about this, I had a podcast on that topic as well. And it's uh, the topic was just to take a look. It's pipeline stages. Take a listen to the podcast. I believe podcast number 30. Anyway, if there's been no significant response over several weeks or several months, if the lead has gone cold, then put them on extended tickler. Try it back in three months or six months, whatever it is. But the important thing is don't spend your time on suspects, on people whom you reach out to and they never have time for you or send me something, answer, you send them, you follow up three, four weeks later or earlier and they say, well, I didn't have time, I was on vacation, it was a pandemic, this changes, that changes, call me again in two, three months and you waste your time on suspects, on people who never do anything versus focusing on prospects. You prospect and you work with them. I don't mind doing... uh, 99% 99% of work, as long as customers doing at least 1%, opening my emails, responding, giving me some feedback, answering some of questions at least, right? Of course, more is better, but it's up to me. And if the lead has gone cold, don't give up on them. Send them something, you know, send them an article on a regular basis. I don't know, 10 touches in, in 10 weeks. Like one could be a, an email saying, hey, this is industry news. I was reading this, I, I, I thought of you. I'm just thinking of you and maybe it's beneficial to you. It should not be self-promotional. It's not a marketing team thing. It's educational part what you're doing. It happened to me actually, there was a big conference in Vegas a few years back and the guy approached me and said, hey, you Alan, right? I'm receiving your emails. So finally, you know, finally to meet you and uh, sorry, I did not respond to it, but I was reading everything. Now we're ready to take the next step to, to talk further. You never know, but that's not your hottest lead. This is your big burner lead, so to say. It's important realize, maybe not, not interested now, but situation can change. Executives can change, budgets, uh, industry, everything. If you feel they, are, they should be on your target list, keep on working these leads. But follow these steps and you will have an active pipeline that just, uh, it's full with potential leads. And 
you have more possible leads than time in the day. Because even you set your sights on the goal, follow the best practices, then you will make it happen. But without all of this, nothing to nothing's going to happen. Uh, I have a full respect for a hardworking sales professional, and uh, I'm really thinking and believing that selling many times is instinctive. The best salespeople develop their skills and they were born to do this work. And it's true that being successful in sales, you know, it's it's owned by rejection. It's, it's uh, you know, you learn what not to do and then you polish by training and you become a professional. And that's what, I'm, what I mean by saying sales is easy because when you do it, uh, it's almost like a dance. Like if you know what you're doing and somebody observing your activities it looks like it looks so simple but it's based on lots of rejection lots of training and lots of learning what not to do but also i believe that many of the skills we all bring to the sales field they're learned through life experiences and any sales trainer that i know uh, would be hard pressed to teach someone the art of listening empathetically or how to generally connect with another human being but the best practice of honesty and integrity they are all important. They are all traits that cannot be thought, but uh, they are brought with you through maybe through your upbringing, and you bring this to this career path. I firmly believe honestly, honesty sells, integrity sells. So, what are we salespeople expert at? At people, right? The best salesperson understands the most complicated target audience ever created human beings. You're not dealing with huge corporations, you're dealing with people who work for huge corporations. Maybe you work for a huge corporation by yourself, right? Uh, so they're not dealing with a huge corporation. They deal with you who works for the big company. So your understanding of people allows you to climb the wall of customer resistance in order to teach them about the product or service that will help them make their life better, simplify what they're doing. Whatever it is, it's always about them. And these customers fill our pipeline every day as good qualified leads. They are the meat and potatoes of your business. So I encourage you, no matter what your title is, think of yourself as a consultant. Your job is to consult with a potential client, find out what's really wrong, and then match them with your product or your service. Selling is a problem-solving career. You help clients solve their problems. I firmly believe the definition of sales job should be helping others reach their goals. Is it solving problems? Is it growing the company? Is it growing the market share? Whatever it is. But then your job is to find people who need what you are selling today and you fix the problem by giving them what they need, right? Or if they are towards oriented, if the goal is to become number one in local market with your technology, yeah, they can become number one. But the crucial part is to ask deep, penetrating questions. I had many uh, uh, podcasts on this topic. Just think about it this way. If I don't, don't understand where my clients are today, what they want, what they desire, what's the current situation, how can I help them? And it's not only solving the problems. You have a problem, here's a solution. That's not the case. If you talk to CEO, he's not going to talk about current problems. He's going to talk more about where he wants to take a company in the next quarter, next year, next five years. And then you try to help them reach their goal. You are their helper. And that's what I mean by saying salespeople help people. Remember this, you're dealing with human beings. They have uh, corporate goals, they have a company goals, but they also have individual goals. And if you help them on that level to, I don't know, maybe get a pat on the back from their company, from their executives, or uh, get more visibility within their company, or become a hero by bringing new technology that can save X amount of dollars, whatever it is, 
you have to work on understanding the, the uh, emotional side of the deal. And I'm not saying if they like or hate you, but the emotional side, what's in it for them individually on a personal level? Do they just want to keep their job? I mean, during pandemic, lots of people lost job and they're afraid if they lose the job, they will not be able to support their family. If that's the case, work on that. Help them with that. But remember, the main message here is when we talk about anything that's coming to your pipeline, think about it, how many qualified leads you really have and how can you help them, right, to really, really uh, uh, reach their goals. And your way to qualify a lead is to really understand all the trigger points and all the parameters of defining the proper good lead. Many companies are not doing this properly and they're wasting resources because they're chasing each and every person with a heartbeat. That's not uh, whom should you uh, chase, right? So the easiest way to qualify a lead is to look at the demographic of previous customers, customers who purchased from you before. You can even talk to maybe the, the to, to best customers you have and ask, hey, why did you guys choose us over anybody else? You'll be surprised what kind of feedback you can hear when you ask these kind of questions. If you have decent relationship, customers will tell you, well, we didn't choose because of technology, but your support or how you uh, uh, approach this and that. No matter what, this is your bread and butter. This is what you can use in the future. And you can even say one of our best customers says he chose us simply because of our extraordinary service. Right. Anyway, if you want to continue on this topic and if you want to learn more about building a robust sales system on the salesiseasy.com website, there is a training on that. It costs, I believe, $97. You can get it for free. Go to salesiseasy.com, go to the training, and you'll find this online course. And just put in podcast 100. That's your coupon code, and you get this, this training completely free. So if you have any further questions about this topic or any other topics that you would like to be featured in the Sales is Easy podcast, reach out to me via LinkedIn, and or you can reach out on a Sales is Easy contact form or website. I'll be more than happy to feature your question in upcoming upcoming podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Alan Meyer for Sales is Easy and I hope I will hear back from you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.